Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. I don't know whether to be excited or drop out of my chair or both, because for the first time in I don't know how many weeks, we actually have the the usual cast of suspects around the roundtable for a change. This is a small miracle and one that I'm going to appreciate over the next two hours, and it's mostly Noah Lewis's fault, and we can blame him because it's his first time back at the table for, well, in a little bit. Anyway, that all being said... Good evening, this is Motorsports Madness. It's going to get mad over the next two hours, and I'm Jacob Seelman from Speedsport, the head of this, well, band of lunatics, if you will. Tom Baker from Race Chaser Media is back, and there you go, Tom. I remembered to say it right this time. You can't yell at me anymore. I resemble that remark on all counts. <laughs> and we do have both from TSJ Sports, Noah Lewis and Peter Strada back with us. And I guess Peter kept Noah in line and managed to get him moved back home, which is both good in the fact that, Noah, you get to have a little bit of rest for the next couple of months, but it's bad in the fact that we have to wait a couple months before we get to see you in person again. That makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, it is good to be home, but don't don't be too sad, Jacob, because I will be coming. Uh, I have to come in just a few weeks, Coke 600 weekend, and do some stuff, so uh, it won't be too long before you see me again. We're excited. Peter, how how many problems did uh, did Noah cause in the moving process? Because we know that couldn't have been easy. Uh, if we had a three-hour-long show, I'm sure I could take up all that <laughs> with all the problems. No, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, it was great having Noah here for his freshman year of school and my senior year of school and getting him moved back proved to be a bit of a challenge, but nothing the two of us couldn't overcome. So I'm glad it's all over with. I don't have a bell to ding, but I think Peter graduating deserves a ding, doesn't it, Tom? Yes, but uh, the bell is not with me this evening. Aww. So we'll just say congratulations, Peter. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It was a great ceremony on Saturday that, wrapped up right as the Xfinity race was starting. So gladly you didn't get to miss much of that. We have a lot to talk about on this show. We'll get to the racing that happened last weekend in a couple of minutes. We'll also get to a guest interview with Nathan Bird that will uh, headline tonight's show. But before we do that, we do have to step aside and do a little business. We'll be back around the turn with more Motorsports Madness, so don't go anywhere. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. 
Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. And, uh, oh, if only, uh, I would say if only the rest of you could see what goes on in our chat during the break, but you'd all probably run away scared or die laughing. So we'll, we'll just move on from that. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, and Peter Strada uh, with you on a Thursday night talking racing. We will have a guest interview coming up later in the show with Nathan Bird, who Tom just to give a tiny preview of that, I think it would almost be faster to list off everything that Nathan is not driving rather than try to go down the laundry list of things that he is driving this year. Uh, b- busy boy in a lot of different race cars. 13 to be exact. I was going to ask you if you knew the exact number. I was going to ask you if you knew the exact number. 13 cars. He's uh, He started racing at 18. He's 21 now. So in racing terms, ladies and gentlemen, he is three and he's running 13 different cars, nearly 80 races total over the course of this year. And now I need a nap just from saying that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And and like we said, that'll be coming up a little later on in the program right now, though. However, we want to look back. And I actually, even though he's been off for the last couple of weeks and incognito and doing all sorts of other things, I want to go to Noah first since we're going to look back on Darlington Throwback Weekend. And, oh, by the way, Noah... <laughs> You, you were there and took in a lot from more perspective than most of us have had in a little more than a year. And I like that. 
Oh gosh, Jacob, it was it was amazing to be back. You know, NASCAR's first uh, attempt to let media back into the garage area and on pit road. And uh, my biggest takeaway from the weekend, other than the the throwback festivities, was just seeing some familiar faces um, outside of a Zoom box on a Zoom platform. And I know you'll be so excited uh, to get back in the garage and do some of the same. But overall, the weekend as a whole, just very special. Anytime you have throwback uh, weekend, I got to talk to Dale Jr. some about the Nova that he had down there that he'd restored from his father's days in the 80s and and, uh, and went out and ran that car on Saturday in the pace laps. And um, we saw so many so many legendary drivers and, and, of course, the history constantly in our faces over the weekend. And I think, honestly, Jacob, that we had some of the best throwback paint schemes this season than among all series than we've seen uh, probably ever. I would agree with that. What was your takeaway from the atmosphere of having some people back down uh, in the garage area, in the pits for a change? I mean, what was the reception? Did, you know, from from a, a pit area standpoint, was, did everybody seem positive to actually have familiar faces back? Oh, absolutely. You know, we also know that there were some sponsored guests and sponsors and, and other things that were allowed this weekend. And you could tell that drivers were just more animated and happy to see so many people. It was actually very funny to watch them get told that there was a, once again a media bullpen for the first time in a, over a year and a half. And and then uh, walk up to us and go, oh, OK, you five people? Sure. Like, this is great. You know, <laughs> it was just uh, interesting to see the drivers kind of get reacclimated to to that transition of TV, radio, then media, bullpen, and, and things like that. But all throughout the garage, you saw people talking, smiling, and, and saying hello to each other, guys that hadn't seen each other in, in such a long time, and, and even industry folk that have just been allowed back in. And so uh, overall, the whole weekend, you could tell so many people were, were very happy and, and, uh, and very willing to walk around the garage area just in hopes to see some familiar faces. All right, so now I want to do an around the table because uh... – there's a lot to take in from from throwback weekend tom then peter then noah in that order did you feel like there were any major surprises from throwback weekend this can be from any of the three series and if so what did you think was the uh, biggest surprise oh gosh that's a uh, i feel like that's such a wide-ranging question are you talking about in results or the or in throwback uh, schemes um no more more results performance i mean i know there there were a few to me that didn't necessarily come across on paper like they ran but more, more so in results than throwback schemes though we'll get to the throwback schemes in a little bit okay uh well i mean honestly for me i think the obvious one was martin truex uh basically bringing a uh, submachine gun to a knife fight, seemingly. Uh, you know, I, I just, it, it's not surprising that Truex won. It's surprising to me that he just absolutely wiped the field out uh, in the process of doing that. I know that uh, Larson got close, but, you know, really, uh, by and large, I mean, he had a 12-second lead at the end of stage two, so... I just thought the dominating performance that he put on was a huge surprise, uh, given that it is Darlington, and you very rarely in this day and age see a, a one driver get hooked up like that and be just so much better than the rest of the field. 
kind of going off what Tom said, I thought it was kind of interesting how crazy the truck and Xfinity races were, especially that truck race, that one restart crash that took out, it appeared to be about half the field, and then how much more calm the cup race was with Truex taking all three stages in pretty commanding fashion. Yes, Larson made it entertaining towards the end, the final 20 or 30 laps, but really it was just Truex on cruise control from the drop of the initial green flag, which was the complete opposite of the two prior races this weekend where Sheldon Creed didn't lead a ton of laps until the closing stages. And the same could be said of Justin Allgaier. Really competitive races on Friday and Saturday and then just a butt kicking from Truex on Sunday. Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not as shocked with the Truex factor. I mean, we of course we haven't seen it in a bit, but remember when we raced a similar package to this high, you know, high horsepower, low downforce, it was Truex that really got out front a lot. Um, and really tore up races. Now, he certainly put on a show worthy of, of praise for, for how dominant he was on Sunday. My big takeaway from the weekend was for sure Noah Gregson's fourth-place finish that was DQ'd and then reinstated days later. I, I joked around with guys on, on one of our shows Monday night, and I said, I, I, I picked Noah Gregson, and I got a lot of points on fantasy. We do fantasy every weekend. We'll get to it at the end of the show, but we, we do a lot of – I got a lot of points. And then as I was telling Tom about that, I got the message that Noah had been DQ'd. And then I said on Monday, well, hold on, guys. I know we're giving points, but I still have hope. They're appealing the penalty. And I thought that I really didn't have any hope because usually, Jacob, we don't see those penalties overturned. But, in fact, it was overturned for Noah Gregson. His fourth-place finish and a $100,000 dash for cash win uh, was restored. And, boy, that was that was really special for me to see as my points were reinstated. And uh, I think I jumped in front of Tom. I do want to discuss that a little bit later on as well because I think based on the rulebook revision that came out today, we found the loophole that JRM exploited that uh, by the way it was written, they got away with it and then NASCAR closed the loophole to make sure they couldn't do it again. But like I said, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. So my big surprise for the weekend came out of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series and it's a driver that didn't get the result on paper because of the restart crash that obliterated it seems like three quarters of the field in that race. But uh, for me, I was so impressed with uh, what the job that Corey Heim did in his debut with KBM with not having a lot of experience in the big cars other than the Ar- the handful of ARCA races he's run. Yeah, he's got two ARCA wins, um, but both of those were on super speedways, and I wondered how he would do on his first intermediate-style uh, race, and let alone first race in a national series, and he was calm, he was patient, and very much showed, I feel like, the skill that uh, that he has to be able to compete at a high level. Uh, just the fact that he was in position to restart on the front row before that crash took he and his teammate uh, John Hunter Nemechek out of contention for the win, I think, reflects very highly on what Corey may be capable of uh, later on in the season, not just in ARCA, but when he gets a second shot uh, later in the year to get back in the 51 truck for KBM 
as well. He'll have one more opportunity in in that truck. But you know, some of, it was the performances like that. Carson Hosevar is another one that we can talk about a little later that really stood out to me over the weekend. But Corey gets my surprise of the weekend award and just uh, just didn't get the result to be able to uh, back up how well I feel like he ran most of that race. We're up against the commercial breaks, so we're going to take that. When we come back, we'll dig a little deeper into the three races that we saw over the weekend. Darlington Motorsports Madness rolls on right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, Noah Lewis, all with you 
on a Thursday night continuing to talk racing. And Noah, I referenced it during my uh, little spiel there on Corey Heim last segment, but I'm curious your uh, what what went through your mind when we saw the largest uh, crash in Truck Series history not on uh, a track named Daytona or Talladega. I remember my mouth fell open just like it was one of those moments where I was sitting there watching it on TV and I had to pinch myself like, is, th- is this actually happening? Did that just happen? Yeah, my gosh, that actually just happened. <laughs> you, you don't get used to hearing the big one, uh, like you said, at anywhere but our super speedways. And, and I remember actually looking up at the television screen for the restart, and I almost in my brain thought that we were seeing like a replay of some old race or something. I don't, I don't know. Like It was just surreal because it, 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 I certainly didn't think that would happen. But I'll tell you, right as I noticed it, I ran outside the media center in Darlington on the infield is in turn one, and they were crashing all the way into turn one. And I ran outside. Jacob, they still were not done crashing by the time I got outside with my with my camera up to take videos, and guys are still covered in smoke, spinning their trucks back around. And, and boy, I mean, it was that type of crash. We certainly saw, I think, 16 or so trucks involved and and straight from our front row and i mean it was it was certainly nothing that i expected to see but it was it was uh pretty insane and even from there we saw a lot more go down at the end of that truck race it was caution fever for sure tom john hunter nemechek was the dominant truck before that moment that wreck was the turning point of the race and afterwards we saw this battle break out between Ben Rhodes and Sheldon Creed on a couple of late restarts. And finally, we've been waiting for the defending champion to go, hey, here I am, forget about me. And I felt like Darlington was that moment of where Sheldon Creed finally woke up and said, okay, enough of this not being here crap. Uh, I'm here, and it's finally time to get back to business, it felt like. Well, yeah. I mean, the crash itself was... um excuse me definitely the turning point it was it was certainly the result of just you know that technique of pushing again which causes so many crashes on super speedways um you know it did the two leaders basically both kyle bush cars just got jacked up and uh ended up making contact with each other and then that's what started that whole thing and john hunter certainly had a a truck to be reckoned with there and i thought that Corey heim was going to have something to say about it as well um obviously after they were both out sheldon creed was in good position to uh end up pulling off the win over ben rhodes and yeah it is time to see sheldon back in the mix and uh it's i think it's uh now that he's back in the playoffs i think you got to look at um look at sheldon as being a championship threat once again Is this the point, Peter, where we look at Sheldon Creed as being back? Or can we look at the whole of GMS as saying maybe they're starting to wake up? Because aside from the two-truck, I haven't seen a whole ton that I've really liked from GMS as an organization this season. And I I said this or asked Sheldon this uh, in the post-race press conference that, you know, what what's been missing and creed said he felt like everybody else caught up to where they were last year gms as a whole has been behind the eight ball for the start of this season and i hope this 
first win for Sheldon Creed is just the gateway to many more wins for him because you want to see the defending champion be able to back up their title in whichever series. But like Tom just said in the chat, GMS as a whole has been off this year, and I need to see breakout runs proven like this with Creed from guys like Zane Smith to really put them in the championship conversation because right now they're just off as much as Stuart Haas Racing is in the Cup Series. Interesting that you make that comparison. That's another thing we're going to pull up a little bit later. Uh, Noah, I'll turn to you now, and we can shift to the NASCAR Xfinity Series for a couple of minutes because as we talk about GMS kind of being behind the eight ball, we had the same conversation for about seven or eight weeks at the start of the year for the Xfinity Series about Junior Motorsports. And Justin Allgaier said, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take this by the horns and run with it. Holds off his teammate Josh Berry for that win. And I loved Justin's enthusiasm after that race because he said, we've checked off two that were on my bucket list. We won at Atlanta and we won at Darlington, two very much driver's racetracks. And I think it says a lot about Justin Allgaier that he was able to pick up these two wins uh, because we know he's got talent. He, we, we know he's always had talent and got maybe not the best lot in the Cup Series, but he's proven he can still wheel with the best of them and now uh, has a pair of trophies this season to back it up. Oh, absolutely. You know, Justin Allgaier, and anywhere we go, uh, I think of him as, as a very real threat to compete and maybe maybe even steal a win. And last weekend in Darlington was no different. And again, so great to see Josh Berry uh, finish second after coming off of his win just a few weeks ago in Martinsville and, and Gregson restored to that fourth place position. So yeah, there was some concern about junior motorsports a little early in the season. A lot of bad luck their way, getting caught up in crashes and, and things like that. And we really couldn't tell where their performance was because there was so much bad luck to go along with it. And and so now that we're, we're getting a little further down the stretch, we're seeing that they've certainly picked up wherever they were missing and that things are, are certainly firing on all cylinders now. I, don't, I think we'll see similar, uh, similar things this weekend in Dover, a track where Justin Allgaier is pretty decent. I very much agree with that. And you talk about Dover being a track where Allgaier's pretty decent. The numbers would suggest he's a little bit better than just decent. He's the only driver in the field with a win there. He's got two wins in the last three races there and I think seven straight top ten finishes at, at Dover, if I remember right, or seven in the last ten races. Uh, some, some combination of that. In other words, the Monster Mile has been very, very kind to Justin Allgaier, but uh, Tom, we 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 look now. We're we're 12 races in on the Cup side. We're getting to double digits on the Xfinity side in the regular season, and I think slowly but surely we're seeing these regular season pictures uh, you know, start to come into focus a little bit more. I think partic uh, particularly in the in the Cup side, maybe a little bit less on the Xfinity side. But uh, you you look at that Cup picture. I mean, Martin Truex Jr. with his third win of the season and the only multi-time winner there's your favorite just like he was in 2017 and really in uh in, you know 2019 as well well i agree to a point um but i do think uh there are a few drivers that haven't really shown yet what i think they will as we go forward obviously denny hamlin still hasn't won yet i still think kevin harvick uh, figures his situation out. Stuart Haas in general has been way, way off this year, but I think Kevin is getting closer 
and I think he'll get uh, his win. I don't think we get to 16. I never did think we would get to 16, and I still don't. Um, you know, I think you're going to start to see as we go into the summer here, the cream rise to the top a little bit, but you still got, when you look at Chase Elliott, you look at Harvick, you look at Hamlin, you know, you still got some guys that haven't won yet that certainly are capable of pulling off a victory. So, um, you know, I don't think we're going to get to 16, but I do think, uh, 12, 13, 14 is probably um, a number that we could hit. And uh, it's there's still a lot of racing left to be done. We're at 10 for 12 right now, and the three most prolific winners from last season have yet to visit Victory Lane. So I feel very confident, Noah, in saying that we get to 13 winners minimum. It's those last three slots that when you consider we've got another race at Daytona still to come, we've got a bunch of road course races that sometimes on strategy could produce a surprise winner, some tracks that we haven't been to that we don't really know how they're going to play out. I mean, 16 is possible. I would say it's far less likely all of a sudden now that Martin Truex Jr. has three wins this season than it was maybe a couple of Truex wins ago. But I, I think, uh, you know, you, you talk about maybe 14 or 15. Given the right set of circumstances, it's still possible. Oh, it absolutely is. You know, I think we'll certainly get to that 13 mark, I believe. And, you know, like you mentioned, some key guys that still haven't been able to find victory lane yet. And we know that it's just a matter of time uh, before they do. However, yeah, we, we have cars that uh, that we could see and we have racetracks that we could see produce a lot of strategy. You mentioned those road courses, lots of that coming up. Not to mention, we've got something that teams maybe that have been off are lacking, and that's practice and qualifying coming up uh, the, the next few weeks after Dover with Coda and with the 600. And, and we sure know that that makes a difference, and that could really help a team out. Maybe like a Stuart Haas racing that's really just so far off right now, some extra laps on the track prior to a race could really help their equipment. And we know over there that they're waiting to find wins. So there are a lot of drivers that have good cars that are certainly going to be capable. It's all about what the race comes together like. But, Jacob, we, I don't know. I still think that we certainly could hit that 16 number, if not get very, very close. I think close. I, I Like Tom, I'm not necessarily a believer anymore that we get to 16 outright. But, again, I, I'm not going to totally discount anything in the era that we're in. But I do believe that uh, at minimum we'll be at 13 because I don't see any possible universe where the trio of Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, and Chase Elliott don't all get to victory lane at some point between now and the regular season finale at Daytona in late August. That just, uh, I, I, I would, uh, you, you would knock me out of this chair that I'm sitting in if we do get to August. August and the, and one or more of those three drivers have not been to victory lane at that point. So it, it's it's all a work in progress, and there's still 14 races to go, particularly on the cup side, before we get there. That said, we're up against another commercial break, so we'll take that when we return. We'll continue a little uh, mid-regular season analysis, if you will, here on Motorsports Madness. Don't go anywhere. 
When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada remaining with you and talking a goodly bit of NASCAR conversation as Noah and Peter marvel at the fact that we're basically, after this weekend, at the halfway point of the regular season in the NASCAR Cup Series, which is kind of a big deal. So this has been a bit of uh, kind of looking back at what we've learned so far to this point, gentlemen. And I'll, I'll go around the table here and ask each of you, Noah, then Tom, and then Peter... Give me two names, one name that's been your most impressed by, 
to start the Cup Series season, and one that would be in the category of still has a good bit of work to do. Yeah, definitely my impressed by category would be William Byron. I mean, the most consistent Chevrolet team by far right now. I know that he hasn't had his flashy of runs uh, since his win in Homestead, but uh, much like Kyle Larson maybe has done, even though he's had some bad luck here in the past few weeks other than his second-place finish we're coming off of. Um, but William Byron up quietly up to uh, third place and, and getting top fives, his 10th straight top 10 this last weekend. I think that ties him with Jeff Gordon in 2007 as the last Hendrick driver to do that. And so just easily making some stats and, and some huge progress over – his last seasons in the cup series. I mean, tremendous progress when you look at his results. So uh, very proud to see William Byron doing so well. A guy that I am a bit shocked about and a bit surprised about is Kevin Harvick. And, and it's just because of how far a drop he's come. I know he's continuing to run top 10. I know he's continuing to keep Stuart Haas at least in somewhat of a mix as they're going through a really off season. But to go from such a consistent in a week in and week out winner, uh, or at least have a chance to, to more of a 10th place, 8th place, 5th place cars is pretty, you know, been pretty shocking to me, uh, Tom. I will see your William Byron, but I'm going to raise you Michael McDowell. This is a guy who obviously races for a team that is not supposed to be contending for wins or even running in the top 10, but that's just what McDowell has been doing for at least uh, a good bit of the year. Uh, hasn't always finished in the top 10, but that front row motorsports team is really improving. And I think Michael is probably the biggest and most pleasant surprise other than Byron of the 2021 season. Uh, and I would expect more good things from McDowell as we go forward. Plenty of road courses left and uh, more super speedway racing to do. But even on the mile and a half, so that 38, uh, 34 car rather is getting better and better. Um, and I think Anthony Alfredo has made some improvement on his side of it too, for being a bone stock cup rookie. Uh, I think that front row motorsports team is rounding out very nicely. Now, as far as my disappointment, um, gosh, I was going to just throw a blanket over all of Stuart Haas and uh, call it good. But I think, honestly, when I think about it, I think uh, Chip Ganassi racing also uh, comes into play here. I think that uh, both of those teams have still got a whole lot of work to do if they're going to uh, be a factor in the playoffs uh, this season, to be honest, uh, I don't think either of those organizations has really shown a lot, Peter, uh, for the 2021 season so far. My biggest surprise so far in the first half of the regular season has been Chris Buescher. I think back to Homestead, where the 17 drove up to take the lead away from, I believe it was Brad Kozlowski, and win a stage, lead a ton of laps before fading once the sun went down. And the last two races, Kansas and Darlington, have both been top 10s as well for the 17. Buescher is currently in the playoffs, if they were to start today, by 19 points ahead of the cut line. So I think he... Busher can easily sneak his way into the playoffs on points, which would be a huge deal for Roush Fenway, their first playoff berth in four years. And my biggest disappointment, Tom kind of stole it, but I'll say Kurt Busch because I think after three weeks, he was sixth in points, and he's currently 20th in points. He has just had 
a stretch of bad luck unlike anyone else. And I think at this point, Kurt needs a win almost to have any shot at making the postseason for Chip Ganassi Racing. Thank you, Peter Strada, because I'm going to start with my disappointment. I'll see your Kurt Busch and raise you one entire Chip Ganassi Racing. I can't believe that that organization as a whole has been so far off the rest of Chevrolet. It's kind of blown my mind a little bit this year that CGR, I mean, we've seen them have some less than stellar years, but they've always kind of been in the conversation at least. But both the 42 of Ross Chastain and the one of Kurt Busch have just been, I would say, borderline abysmal this year. I, I genuinely just don't know what happened over there to to make them fall off just as bad as they have this season. So there's my disappointment. And for me, yeah, kind of a little bit of low-hanging fruit, but I'm not even going to go with Martin Truex Jr. I'm going to go with the guy who's been consistent enough to lead the point standings by more than a race. When you're Denny Hamlin, and even though you haven't won, you're still leading by some 70-something points at the near midway point of the regular season, Tom. To me, that level of consistency and performance, even though he hasn't won, stands out more than anything else, I think, so far this season through 12 races because they've been there every single solitary week it seems like, and when they finally open the floodgate, I feel like it's probably going to be one of those cases where Denny goes on a bit of a run and we see, you know, three or four wins get popped off in a six or seven week span because that team has just been so good and just had little things in the luck bank that haven't gone their way. It's hard to be that consistent at the top level of stock car racing, and Denny Hamlin has done that this year. Yeah, and that's sort of, uh, I feel like that's sort of a different look and different discussion about Denny Hamlin than the ones that we've had in the recent past. I feel like there's a modicum of confidence now from race to race that they're always going to be in the mix. And so you're right. I don't uh, see why we couldn't see, you know, one of those little uh, runs that, that, we're used to seeing from a Kyle Bush or, you know, and I think Denny's had one or two of them in the, in the past, but uh, last year he and Harvick, obviously the two winningest drivers on the circuit. And so um, Denny's been right up there. He's been consistent and I think he's going to get his share. I think Kevin's got to work a little bit harder at it, but uh, for sure, Hamlin, there's really, I don't feel like there's a lot of difference between Hamlin this year and Hamlin last year. Uh, I think the big difference is your William Byron's and your Michael McDowell's and your Kyle Larson's who and your even your Alex Bowman's don't. We shouldn't uh, sleep on that 48 team because Greg Ives not only has the pit stops really under control with that team. I mean they are lightning quick in the pits, but um, Bowman is doing a good job driving it too, and so I think it's just. There are a number of teams who've gotten much, much better this year, and that's why Denny Hamlin has not won yet, but he's still there and still running for wins every week, Jacob. So I don't think it's so much a difference between uh, last year and this year for him. I just think everybody else has gotten that much better. And I think to me, Noah, if you look at it from that perspective and consider that the 
depth of competitive cars is more, that the competition is tighter than it has been the last couple of years, that you don't necessarily, aside from Truex, you don't necessarily have one guy or two guys jumping out for, you know, five, six wins already in the Cup Series. Uh, granted, I know we're only 12 races in, but you, you get my point. You don't really have a truly dominant driver, although Truex may have established himself as that after this weekend. I mean, the parity has been very, very good, and that, to me, makes for a very healthy Cup Series as a whole. Oh, absolutely. We knew it was only a matter of time before uh, Truex and his new crew chief of last year, James Small, got their things worked out, and he'd be right back on the ball, and that's what we've seen so far. But but you're right, Jacob. As fans and, and people that follow this sport, we absolutely love to see the change in, in how competitive uh, people are and seeing more people up front, and that's what we've seen. You know, I think it's hilarious, again, that, that Fox has – called this the best season ever leading into the season because it truly has one of been has been one of our best in recent times i mean we like we've mentioned we've had so many different winners and and no clear-cut favorite until recently where truex has kind of shown that dominance but nevertheless cars are right there nipping at his heels week in and week out and and like you said we've still got guys that we're talking about that haven't won a race yet that we know is coming and is are just going to add to that list Key point, by the way, uh, and I'll turn to Peter, and if anybody else has something to chime in on this as well, they're more than welcome to, but all three of Truex's wins have come with the 750-horsepower uh, package, the uh, higher-horsepower, lower-downforce package, or the driver's package, as some people have taken to calling it. And I don't know that that's necessarily by coincidence, although uh, the coach, Joe Gibbs, said that uh, there wasn't necessarily any extra emphasis in the shop on that package going into this year. But it seems like uh, Truex, in particular, has shored up some weak points and really uh, has gotten into a position where he can let his driving talent shine again. And we know that that package really tends to reward the guys that get up on the wheel. And I feel like we've seen that out of uh, MTJ this year. Not only three wins on the 750 packages, but three wins at tracks that hold pivotal spots in the playoffs, races 1, 9, and 10. So Truex, just based on that alone, has to be seen as a serious final four threat if not a serious championship threat with his win at phoenix earlier this season so who knows what could happen once that 19 gets in the playoffs and they could rattle off three four five wins Whew, that's a little scary to think about isn't it uh, when you consider just how good he was during his championship season in uh, in 2017 ending up with uh, with eight wins and a title uh, with Furniture Row. And Noah, I loved the nod that Truex uh, gave to Furniture Row over the weekend. The auto owner's blue was kind of replaced with a matte black nodding to, to Truex's championship season. And, you know, he, he it was appropriate to me that you saw Truex burn it down on the front stretch and then Regan Smith, who got that first win at Darlington, no less, for Barney Visser, um, be the one to do the victory lane interview. There were a lot of threads that just kind of all came together to uh, to really make that moment appropriate if you uh, are someone who appreciates kind of the, the road that both of those drivers took to, to get to where they've gotten to. And I, I really enjoyed some of the symbolism and the poignancy of, of that moment and Truex winning over the weekend. Yeah, isn't that so special? I mean, for them to come and do throwback weekend and, of course, that car winning and Regan doing the interview, as you mentioned, I loved how Truex said and 
on the front straightaway. This one's for you, Regan. I guess this one's, uh, you know, kind of throwing back to you and Barney and everybody that's the, that's made this matte black car so famous. And, of course, the, the car itself was just beautiful this weekend. So, yeah, very special. It seems that in our sport, a lot of things come together like that very often. And, and boy, you just love to see when they do. Yes, you really do, and it's uh, one of those moments where uh, sometimes you can see Darlington as a turning point. Obviously, it was for Furniture Row back when Regan took that victory, and now could be a turning point for Martin Truex Jr. in the present on his way to possibly another championship run this season in the NASCAR Cup Series. So a lot of things to keep an eye on. And oh, by the way, we're uh, heading into uh, what NASCAR Chasm called Truex's home trackiest of home tracks, or in other words, the track that actually is closest to his Mayetta, New Jersey home in Dover International Speedway this weekend, and where he got his first Cup Series win as well. So uh, we don't need to give the man any more momentum, do we? We'll take a break. We'll come back with more Motorsports Madness in just a couple of minutes. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Five. 
Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Yeehaw. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, Noah Lewis remaining with you on tonight's show. I haven't had to be rebooted yet, which is progress, but if you are, uh, Tom, looking to get into IT, which does not necessarily include rebooting me every Thursday night on this show, we know some folks uh, at My Computer Career that can help that process along and make it pretty darn simple yeah that's very true yeah obviously know that mycomputercareer.edu says training for a better life and it's true here's why my computer career is an it training school and they have an excellent record of turning out star-studded employees for uh, the field of IT. That is a growing field, even despite the way uh, things have changed over the last year, the job situation and all of that. It is still a growing field. There are over a quarter of a million jobs in IT still available, way more demand than there is supply of capable IT folk right now. So this is the time if you're looking for a new career, whether it's your first one or your fifth one, you're just looking to do something different. Mycomputercareer.edu may be your answer. Go to mycomputercareer.edu, take the free career evaluation test. And if IT seems like something that you would like to do, well, as Jacob said, they make it easy. One to two days a week online training. That's it. And in as little as four to six months, you could be on your way to your new career. They have financial aid available for those who qualify, including the GI Bill. And when you're ready to uh, go out into the workforce, they work with hundreds of employers to help get you placed. So it's easy, 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 easy. Mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life want to say thanks to uh tony and all of the folks at my computer career for being such great supporters of our programming especially motorsports madness back to you jacob (laughs) well you gave me just enough time before we have to go to a break to say if you haven't been here until now well what are you doing we're coming up on halftime go grab you a snack grab you something cold to drink and come on back motorsports madness continues right around the turn How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? 
Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada, Tom Baker, remaining with you tonight as we continue on our jaunt through the motorsports landscape. We are just past halfway in tonight's show, and we still have a guest interview with 21-year-old Nathan Bird coming up in this half of the program that you guys will hear. We kind of teased it a little bit earlier, but Tom ha- Tom found the number. Nathan is driving 13 different race cars this season across a various number of disciplines, and I guarantee you, I, I don't drive race cars, but if I did, I think my head would spin trying to keep two straight, and he's working on 13, so... God bless him because uh, that that takes more brain power than I feel like I would be able to muster uh, in in about a century. So we we got that still coming at you in this uh, second half of the show. But Tom, we also want to fit in some IndyCar conversation because as our friend Joel Sebastianelli, who will join us on next week's Motorsports Madness, would say, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the month of May. 
Wow. I think we need a reboot for the singing. Um, you, you do so well on the anthem. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, I agree. It, it is the – it's certainly of the racing season. Uh, I guess I, I'll say selfishly for me, I, I'm pretty uh, fond of Labor Day weekend as well because of this thing called the International Classic at my home track, the Oswego Speedway. But – yeah, it is definitely uh, a special time, and we do need to talk some indie because, boy, there is a lot of stuff going on. I mean, even right up to this week, uh, announcements about different things and just conversation about who's doing what. Uh, man, I can't wait to get things started. I know. It, it seems like we just started the year, and now all of a sudden we're gearing up for the Indianapolis 500. And we uh, had the entry list drop this week, 35 cars for 33 spots. So we will have bumping again, which makes my heart very happy. We'll Yay. talk about that in a little bit. But we will get to all of the IndyCar and Month of May conversation coming up right after these words. This is Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, and we'll be right back. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? 
At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by my computer career. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada remaining with you as we continue to rock and roll through the motorsports world this evening and going to talk a little IndyCar and the lead up to the Indianapolis 500, which Tom starts with the GMR Grand Prix on the IMS road course this weekend. I know it's not necessarily your favorite course to watch racing on, but regardless, it's racing with IndyCars at the Speedway during the month of May. And to me, I don't care whether it's the best race in the world or not. I'm okay with it because it means we get race cars at Indianapolis for an extra Saturday. And that's all good in my book. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't want to rain on a parade, uh, but uh, you know, you're right. Not one of my favorite courses, just not a lot of passing zones there. Uh, You know, every once in a while you get a decent race, but uh, I think the best race that's ever been run on that course was run by the NASCAR Xfinity series last year. So, um, you know, that's kind of where I feel like that is. But you're right. I'm just happy to have the month of May started at Indy. Uh, and again, so much to talk about with regard to this year's 500 and the list of entrants and uh, some of the teams that have stepped up. Um, you know, you've got uh, a team that's trying to be virtually an all women team. Uh, and, you know, just uh, I just think they're gosh, I feel like we need a whole show just uh, as an Indy 500 preview, and I suspect that's coming next week. I don't know that we'll get the entire show, but I think the vast majority of it between our conversation with Joel and just uh, gearing up for uh, the greatest spectacle in racing, yes, I feel like the vast majority of next week's show will be largely Indianapolis 500-based, and I uh, I definitely look forward to look forward to that peter i know we've talked a lot of nascar in the first half of the show but how can anybody not get excited about the countdown that we're now 17 days away from the greatest spectacle in racing i don't know how anyone can not get excited for the greatest day in racing it just sucks that this year monaco has moved off of this stage so we don't have breakfast in monaco lunch at indy and dinner at the 600 yeah, I, dear FIA, why? Like, again, why? I, I, I don't understand it at all, Tom. I, I always liked the, the pageantry of going from Monaco to Indy to Charlotte as far as being able to take in three diff- very different disciplines on the same day and have everybody's you know, premier races for all three disciplines in you know one Memorial Day Sunday, and we don't have that. We have two of the three, but Monaco being the week before just kind of, it just doesn't sit right with me. I didn't understand the decision to move that race a week ahead in the first place, but 
then again, I'm not Formula One and I'm not the folks in the principality that make the decisions for when that race happens and when it doesn't. So obviously they had some sort of reasoning that's bigger than what makes sense to me. I mean, it it is disappointing, obviously, because it was sort of a uh, a tradition, right? I mean, we all uh, we all enjoyed getting up in the morning, and uh, you know, as we all talk about, breakfast with F one, lunch with Indy, and dinner with uh, the Coke six hundred, and um, now we just have to. Uh, I think what I'll choose to do is probably watch an old indy 500 for breakfast and then do the new indy 500 for lunch and then dinner uh with uh the coke 600 is probably how i'll choose to spend my day jacob i'd be good with that 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 sounds like a winning plan if you ask me um now going back circling back now to the indianapolis 500 conversation or month of may conversation uh, i want to throw in a nugget going into this weekend's grand prix race that i thought was particularly interesting uh tom in that we we have a, a positive and then a hopefully positive uh the the positive was the news that lucas oil is coming on board to sponsor one pablo montoya uh, at Arrow McLaren SP for the uh, road course race this weekend. And then the crazy, weird statistic that I couldn't believe, and I can't take credit for this, uh, my uh, my good friend Ryan Marine from uh, Road to Indy, and he's doing some sports car uh, broadcasting stuff nowadays, I think, as well. But Ryan had the nugget today on social that Juan Pablo is making his third start at the Indianapolis road course, and if he can complete lap one in the IndyCar race this weekend, it will be the first lap around the Indy road course that he has ever completed because in his two prior Formula One U.S. Grand Prix at Indianapolis, you had the tire debacle where, well, we know how that ended in 2005, and in 2006, JPM was involved in an opening lap crash and did not complete a lap. So two F1 starts at the uh, Indy road course, zero laps completed. There is your completely random weird stat for the day courtesy of of social media and i guarantee you juan pablo wants to get that one out of everybody's mind and possibly tom contend for the win in this race too well and i think he can um there's no reason he shouldn't i mean so much of that race depends on starting positions so you know it's uh it's gonna have to be a uh, good qualifying run for him but i think that uh, I'm sure he'll complete a lap. So I'm pretty sure he'll get that stain off his record here and uh, be able to go out and have a good run. And I also think he's uh, a solid contender to win the Indy 500 again. And, um, you know, I mean, again, he's just one of the stories that to me makes this year's 500 field so very interesting to talk about but yeah i think he'll uh he'll have a good run this weekend i believe nine previous winners among the 35 entries for the 105th running of the greatest spectacle in racing montoya's won two elio castroneves has won three takuma sato the defending winner has won two 
You've got Scott Dixon, Tony Kanaan, Ryan hunter Ray, Alexander Rossi, Will Power, and Simon Pagano. The record for winners in one field was 10, and that was set in 1992. So we didn't quite get to double digits in terms of previous winners, but we, we did get close. And I look down the list, and you see four cars from A.J. Foyt. There's one of those drivers is somebody who should have an Indy 500 win to his name, if not for circumstances on the last lap in J.R. Hildebrand. You've got four Penske cars, uh, Scott McLaughlin, obviously the uh, kind of the standout rookie in that camp. You've got uh, the Ganassi cars, obviously Dixon we know will be a threat, but I think the, the real unknown here, Tom, as I look deeper into this, is kind of the unknown of you've got the two-car team of Jack Harvey and Elio Castro Neves um, and I think that uh, that team with uh, AutoNation, SiriusXM and, and Meyer Schenk is maybe one of the wild cards on this list because they've been solid and when you add the veteran experience that a guy like Castro Neves brings to the table I don't think you can overlook that. <laughs> no, it would be really interesting to me to see Elio go out and run for the win with this team. Um, and of course, uh, looking back at uh, the weekend that was in Texas for those cars, um, it, uh, Jack Harvey and Graham Rahal had a little bit of a uh, to-do, so to speak. Uh, seems like everything uh, has sort of been smoothed over as we go into uh, the month of May at Indy, but uh, certainly that team got some publicity it probably didn't want. Uh, and <laughs> I think they'll probably be out to, uh, you know, kind of atone for all of that. And I think both Jack and Elio have the chance to have a good run uh, on Memorial Day Sunday. And I have to throw one other name out there that I know you would, you'd kick me if I didn't at least mention in this segment, and that's the... Uh, the 51 car, the Dale Coyne with Rick Ware entry for Pietro Fittipaldi, who is going to be making his rookie attempt at the 500 this year, although it shouldn't be. He had a chance before a sports car crash, broke both of his legs a couple years ago, uh, but Pietro coming back and really feeling like he's got a point to prove in trying to make something happen in this year's edition of the 500. And as, uh, as we mentioned before, we'll have a ton more conversation leading up to the greatest spectacle in racing next week right now we need to take a break more madness coming up right after this here's an important message from rad and this station hi this is bob sheehan from blues traveler for rad recording artists against drunk driving i like to party just as much as the next guy maybe even more but the one thing i won't do after i've had a few is get in the car and drive don't blow it Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. 
You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada remaining with you. And Tom, I something struck me actually during the break, and no, it wasn't lightning, um, that I wanted to make mention before we get back into a little news and get into our fantasy picks here uh, this evening. But uh, it occurs to me as we were talking about the Indy 500 during our last segment that this year's 500 marks the 25-year anniversary of perhaps the single biggest event in all of American open-wheel racing, the split, which is crazy to think that it's been that long and we're now almost 15 years after the uh, the reunification of American open-wheel racing, but that 96-500 was so... Uh, Gosh, I don't even know how to describe it. It was so maligned in so many ways because you had the cart teams that were at Michigan for the U.S. 500 and a lot of names that people weren't familiar with in what was then the Indy Racing League. And Buddy Lazier getting his lone 500 win in one of the more... I'd almost call it bizarre battles after the the Menard cars dominated the month. You had Tony Stewart break partway through the race. It was just one of those months of May that kind of lives in infamy in everybody's memory. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was a strange time in open wheel racing. And I think that uh, ultimately, hopefully, everybody learned their lesson from that period of time, because honestly, it was really kind of a black mark, in my opinion, on the history of open wheel racing in this country. 
And uh, you're right, Buddy Lazier, that was a that actually turned out to be, in my opinion, a very good race, despite the lack of uh, all of those cart competitors that were running elsewhere in the other race. Uh, but, you know, I think when you look at where IndyCar is now, uh, Roger Penske is going to get his first stamp really we're gonna find out a lot more about the direction that roger wants to take this series uh when the 2022 schedule comes out because it's really going to be the first time that he and his staff get a full crack at uh, the kind of schedule that they want so the question is going to become is it going to go back to being more of a sort of balanced schedule between oval tracks and road slash street courses, or is he going to try to do what they did with the champ car series um, and, you know, make this more about uh, kind of an American version of F1. So I'm holding my breath for the former uh, and just waiting to see, but yeah, that 96, 500 certainly was, an anomaly in my opinion. And uh, also I'll talk a little bit about uh, another 500 next week that um, I've been reading very much about in these last couple of weeks. Cause I've been reading through the book about it. The 1964 500 uh, black noon uh, is the title of the book and um, about one of the more horrifying 500s uh, that occurred. So, um, we'll talk about that on next week's show as we, uh, get into the conversation with Joel. Fair enough. Now, uh, I do want to hit on at least one big news nugget that happened, uh, earlier Thursday. Of, of course, we tape this show, uh, live on Thursday nights for those who may be listening on demand, but a Thursday morning news blast of, uh, Noah Lewis, what I would call epic proportions, and we can go around the table on this, but reaction and thoughts to the pending retirement of Eddie Gossage following the all-star race at Texas next month. Yeah, Eddie certainly has, uh, has been a guy around the in the industry and, and doing stuff like that for so long. And he's really done a great job with Texas. You, you think of all the shows that he's put on and everything being very big. Everything's bigger in Texas, right? So I was a little shocked to see Eddie stepping away um, and, and stepping away after the All-Star race uh, this season and, and, you know, announcing today that he wouldn't use the word retire, um, but he certainly will be stepping away from that full-time role uh, and, and then he even also announced that the All-Star Race can can operate at full capacity this season. So a couple big announcements. You know, Eddie won't go out with some big announcements himself. But but certainly, you know, uh, something I wasn't expecting to see midseason or, or anything like that. But Eddie's certainly given a lot of his time and, and energy to that place at Texas and made it, a, made it a pretty good show. I just think of how many track presidents a typical fan can Ashley name and Eddie Gossage's name is certainly on top of that list. He's the last true like PT Barnum showman style off track president that Humpy Wheeler and to an extent Bruton Smith were both a part of and he'll his impact on the sport truly is indelible. I mean, he made Texas Motor Speedway one of the biggest paying graces in the Cup Series, and that track really is his legacy, even though he has a past working in Nashville and that, I believe, Bristol and Atlanta Motor Speedway. So he'll certainly be missed, and Texas Motor Speedway will not be the same without him. It'll truly be 
interesting to see how races happen at TMS in the coming years without his presence. Yeah, I think uh, Eddie is one of the more passionate uh, of the track presidents that we've seen in modern history. Um, you know, he just really puts his heart and soul into it. He loves the sport. Uh, and, you know, there comes that point where you can only keep doing it for just so long. And then, you know, you have to do something else. You're just kind of ready for the challenge or uh, maybe ready to just step back a little bit and maybe limit your involvement. Um, I was uh, interested to see uh, that um, when you talk about uh, people that we know that were involved uh, in the sport, um, this goes all the way back to December, but I just found out about it the other day. Um, Andy Papa, who's been um, not only the pit crew coach, but a number of other things, or not pit crew coach, but kind of the director of all of that, and a number of other things for Hendrick Motorsports for a long, long time, actually um, uh, left Hendrick at the end of December and uh, Andy Papa Thaniso is uh, the real name, and and he's been around forever between Alan and, um, you know, or between uh, uh, Hendrick and Alan Kowicki, who he was with beforehand. And so I uh, happened to talk to Andy yesterday, and he told me that uh, he was no longer with Hendrick. I couldn't believe it. And it's uh, it's guys like Eddie and Andy uh, that really. Uh, their passion is what keeps the flame burning in NASCAR. And so uh, I, I agree with you guys. I think Texas is really going to miss Eddie Gossage, but I'm sure that uh, you'll see him turn up somewhere at some point doing something because I'm not sure he's exactly ready to just retire and go sit on a beach somewhere. Fair enough. And uh, I'll, I'll use that to transition to our, uh, our performance picks, um, which – I'm still in the basement. I am unashamedly still in the basement at this point just because I've had bad luck and kind of been, well, not good this year. Um, so I'm picking first, followed by Peter, who is fifth in points right now. Noah is third. Tom is second. And Nick DeGroote is leading by almost a full race over all of us. I'm going to make this really easy. I'm being just different enough to maybe make up some points, but not different enough that I'm going on a, you know, way off a limb like I did last week and surprised everybody. Xfinity Series, I'm picking a guy who's out for revenge, especially after getting his points reinstated uh, via appeal. Noah Gregson in the Xfinity Series and in the Cup Series, I'll take the home trackiest home track guy, Martin Truex Jr., for his fourth Cup Series win of the season. And Peter Strada. I'll keep it simple and stick with one car number across both races. I'll also go Noah Gregson in Xfinity to sweep all four dash for cash events, which I don't believe has been done before. Jacob, I'm sure you can fact check me no, there. Nobody's and won think, three out of four, so definitely not has been swept. Yeah, so I think Gregson will make a bit of history this weekend then. And then in the Cup, I think Chase Elliott gets his second Monster Mile win. Well, I will stay in the Junior Motorsports category for Xfinity picks and try to reclaim my spot ahead of Tom and, and track down Nick again. I'm going to go with Justin Allgaier going back-to-back -back at a track he knows very well in Dover and another guy going back-to-back. -back. Just a back-to-back -back weekend for me is Martin Truex Jr., like you said, Jacob, at his home track, one of them that we call the closest to his home and uh, Truex getting the job done once again at a track he's pretty good at, Dover. What about you, Tom? 
Well, I'm going to go with Austin Sindrick to get back to victory lane in the Xfinity series. And uh, I'm going to pick Brad Keselowski in the Cup Series. Very good really? uh, at Dover. And uh, I think Brad gets win number two in the two uh, this weekend and um, cools off old MTJ just a little bit. Wow. Okay. Uh, of the drivers that I might have thought you pick at Dover, Tom, Keselowski was not one that jumped into my mind. Why? Well, uh, I don't know why it didn't jump into your mind. He's 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 pretty good at Dover, and and again, the the uh, uh, those three Fords for Penske have been really the only Fords outside of Michael McDowell. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> that have really um, been a factor at all this year to speak of. And uh, you know, I think Brad goes out and has a good run. I think both he and Joey Logano are going to be very very tough this weekend at Dover. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that. The do the deuce is good at Dover. He's just not one that I really think of as being kind of a, a preeminent pick when we go there. But I, I I like your thought. I just I just have a funny feeling that Truex in another race with the 750 package is going to kind of be that guy here when we uh, when we get down the stretch. Hence why I said what I said. But uh, we're getting ready to come up on a commercial break. When we come back, uh, we've kind of dangled the carrot out in front of everybody all show long and in our next segment we will have our guest interview with nathan bird who is uh, one of the most diverse young racers that uh, we've come across in the sport today so you'll hear from birdman coming up on the other side of this you own a performance car and you know how to drive but you want to learn real performance driving well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. 
if you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Derek Krauss, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada remaining with you as we uh, close in on the finish line of tonight's program. But uh, before we do that, Tom, we do have tonight's guest interview with Nathan Bird. And to me, uh, we, we teased it earlier, but as you mentioned, 13 different cars that he's driving. Uh, part of the Bird family, which obviously has been involved with uh, the Indianapolis 500 and various open-wheel racing endeavors for many, many years. Just a lot of a lot of really cool ties to his story. And he's only 21, but as you mentioned, only been racing for three years. You'll hear him talk about that in the interview, why that's the case um, and why he's doing what he's doing the way he's doing it. And uh, I will tell you that the Bird family will be back uh, involved with the Indy 500 again, hopefully soon, if not with Nathan, uh, with another driver. They don't uh, technically have a driver this year, but uh, of course there's that whole association with Rick Ware uh, and that whole group of people. So uh, don't be surprised to see, um, you know, to see them back involved uh, in, in the Indy 500 in the next year or two. But uh, look forward to uh, having the fans hear from Nathan Bird. Absolutely. So uh, we're, we're going to take a step back and uh, let everybody get acquainted with the driver known as Birdman. Here's tonight's featured interview with Nathan Bird. Talking with Nathan Bird, a.k.a. the Birdman. Nathan is from Goodyear, Arizona. Did I get that part right? Yes, you did. Yep. Okay, and you're 21 years old now. You are, you're really just kind of getting started with your racing career, right? At least in big cars. Tell, tell us your brief history. So, yeah, so I'm, this is pretty much the beginning developmental year. Um, I started in go-karts when I was 18, just graduated high school. And I started racing cars in February 2020. So I've only been racing full-bodied cars, formula-style formula open-wheel cars and all that for a little over a year now. So still getting a lot of experience and, and development. And this is my big developmental year. I'm going to be racing 75 to 80 races and pretty much going to be driving 13 different cars and 13 different series. So it's, it's going to be pretty awesome. Okay, I need an app already, and I haven't even gotten into detail. Okay, so this is basically, you didn't do the typical start and quarter midgets or something at five years old, right? This, you didn't start till you were 18 or so. Yeah, no, I, yeah, started at 18, had no interest in racing whatsoever. 
and all the way growing up I knew my family was involved in the Indy 500 and I was kind of proud of that and I was I was happy that that was the case but personally never even wanted to watch racing didn't really understand it wasn't really that interested until my dad actually proposed the idea to me of hey how about you go from go-karts to the Indy 500 and see how we, how how well we can do with that. And like, well, I pretty I'd be pretty stupid if I didn't take up that offer. So I definitely would like to try that out. And two, three weeks later, I was in my first go kart race at Phoenix Kart Racing Association in, in in Arizona. At 18. At 18 years old, yeah. And you're now 21, so you've had a whole three years of experience. So in racing terms, you're three years old, and this year you're running like 13 different cars. Now, I'm going to put you to the test here. How I want you to list for us all the cars that you're running this year. All right, so I am running in four different series of midgets. So I'm running in a Kenyan midget, a Focus midget, a Wing midget, a full-size National midget, a Sprint car, Silver Crown, Carolina Prolate model, West Coast Prolate model, West Coast modified. I ran in the Super Truck earlier this year at Hickory, and I'm also going to be running in the Skip Barber F4, an uh, F1000 car, and what else am I missing? I think I think that's pretty much everything. Yeah, that's that's everything. Wow, that's incredible. Now, why? Why so many different types of cars? Do you ever not get confused about what kind of car you're running on a certain day? And I mean, because all of it requires, each division requires sort of unique driver skill or unique, di- a different approach to driving it. How is that working out for you being so young? So, yeah, pretty much, yeah. In, in racing terms, I'm a baby. So I'm, I'm practically a toddler, infant, whatever you want to call it. And uh, especially since I've only been racing cars for like a year. So definitely a big adjustment going from go-karts to cars but in between each of the cars it definitely takes a level of adaptability that I'm getting just instilled in me like week after week I'm racing every single weekend this year except until Thanksgiving that's when I have a weekend off and I'm back <laughs> and, I, and I'm back to racing so pretty pretty crazy I mean going from each car to the next I almost always need a refresher of how to get the car started and up and up and going but after that I sort of Give me 10 laps, 15 laps, I'm pretty much back into the groove of things, and I, I credit a lot of that to just my developmental years through the, form, the Lucas Oil Formula Car Series, and right now through the Skip Barber Formula Car Race Series, so I really credit that to my adaptability and uh, ability to adapt to different cars and stuff like that, so. And you're graduated now from high school, I would assume? Yes, I graduated high school, and I'm currently going to Grand Canyon University. Oh. I actually graduate this December. So hopefully, as long as I get my summer courses done, my fall courses done, and everything's good, I'll finally be graduated, and then I'll literally be living the dream, which is race car driving full-time as a professional and just trying to get as much experience and just get better and better. What is your degree that you're graduating with from Grand Canyon? So right now I'm going for a Bachelor's of Science in Business Management, and I'm also planning Good on call. my yeah I'm planning on getting my minor in accounting as well. So get the number side of the operation. Originally the plan was to just sort of help with the family business, maybe become an accountant. And then my dad was like, you know what? How about I get you into a race car driver and see how far you can go with this. 
So I would ask you what you like to do when you're not racing, but considering that you're running 75 to 80 races in 13 different cars, the answer would be sleep, I would imagine. Yes, definitely a lot of sleep. I like I like getting my sleep, but besides sleep and besides racing... <laughs> is there time for more? There, There is definitely time for more. I mean, I, I'm always like, no, I don't have time for homework, Dad. Like, I just, I'm, I'm so out of time. Though. I, oh, see, there we go. There, I was waiting for somehow the excuse to come in that, you know, I can't, I can't do homework because I'm tired from racing. Yeah, yeah, but actually that's not the case because <laughs> I really like, I've been playing uh, Call of Duty competitively on... Oh, wow. On, on the Xbox, and now for the PC, I've been playing Call of Duty for six years now, so it's it's I, that's really one of my big passions is gaming, trying to get into streaming as well, like Garrett Smithley, my, uh, one of my mentor coaches from uh, in the NASCAR Cup Series. So he's, Garrett's coaching you? Yeah, he's sort of being my coach and mentor. You're in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Just kidding, we like Garrett. No, he's, he's helping me out a lot and getting me faster and faster every single weekend, and yeah, but he's sort of like the my sort of goal. Like in terms of driving, my goal is to be like James Davison. He's so adaptable. He's fast in everything he jumps into. He, he really can take is. he can take the green flag for the first time in a NASCAR Cup car race with no practice, no qualifying, and pretty much get up to speed as quickly as anyone else, like faster than anyone else I've ever seen. So he's really an inspiration to me as a as a race car driver. But Garrett Smithley, being able to do the the Cup Series side of things and also trying to make it as a stream, Twitch streamer, you're he's sort of combining the two worlds of gaming and real life race car driving. And that was sort of my goal before I even met Garrett. So it's like, oh, you're doing that. I'm going to try to do that as well and sort of follow in your footsteps. So pretty happy with that. And besides, I mean, Call of Duty and gaming, uh, I really like to beatbox. I'm pretty much beatboxing all the time. Really? Yeah. And um, it's I've been doing that since I was like 10 years old. So that's that's been even for longer than Call of Duty. Actually, probably around the same time. So Interesting. Pretty, pretty decent at Call of Duty. Pretty decent at beatboxing as well. And besides that, I mean... I've always been a straight-A student. College sort of dropped me off a little bit with racing and all that, but I'm trying to graduate college and see if I can open up to more hobbies like jiu-jitsu. I'm planning on doing that soon, uh, martial arts. So just try to stay in shape and also learn self-defense seems to be something that's really important to me. So you've talked about, obviously, your family connection to um, a family that I consider to be a very special family because I'm a huge IndyCar freak, and obviously uh, uh, the Bird family has been uh, has meant so much to that particular uh, part of the sport. What's it been? What's the experience like for you? I know you haven't obviously raced there. Maybe someday you will, but um, to just be a part of that and attend and, and kind of give us some perspective on how that kind of played out in your life yeah so for me I mean as I said before I wasn't really interested in racing whatsoever but the one thing I was proud of was that my family was racing in the Indy 500 and it was happening pretty often so I was always able to brag to my uh, my high school classmates my middle school classmates hey watch our driver Brian Clausen hey watch our driver James Davidson in the Indy 500 we actually have an Indy, uh, Indy 500 entry this year and I, I thought I was that was really cool I was pretty proud of that but I never actually went to an Indy 500 until I was 19 years old oh wow so that was my first time and then being able to listen to James Davidson on the radio and just like hear everything that was going on and then the next year in 2020 actually having the chance impromptu Indy 500 entry just really last notice my dad was like trying to get everything together and then James Davison was the driver yeah only got like like five laps in and then the the master yeah, cylinder that was like a shame. that but I mean it was pretty awesome because we got a lot of TV time and 
we weren't super invested in it since there was no there was no fans. We didn't right. plan the entire year out for it, so it was it was pretty. Not even out, and I was actually going to be on the pit crew for that, so I was the sign guy that put the sign down in front of the car. So I thought that was going to be. I was pretty excited for that, but unfortunately that ended short. But no, just in general, really like kind of proud that my family's been involved in racing for so long. Now that I understand racing, now that I can watch racing and really enjoy it, I'm pretty pretty proud of what my my grandpa's done and now what my dad and my uncle john have done so pretty pretty stoked about being able to sort of carry on the legacy as a race as a first generation professional race car driver even though i'm fourth generation in motorsports in general so pretty pretty awesome how can fans follow you as you kind of begin your journey here this year and, and carrying forward, hopefully, toward being able to someday say to your friends, hey, come and watch our driver, me, in the Indy 500. How do, how do people follow you? Yeah, so basically you can follow every a lot of everything is on bird racing. It's Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everything else, Facebook, BYRD Racing. And my personal social media is Nathan J. Bird, same last name, BYRD. On pretty much every single social media platform, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Face, I mean, Facebook, I mean, you can try and add me or not. Or, but besides all that, I mean, that's pretty much the two main places you want to go to follow everything I do. And I also have a YouTube channel, Birdman. You probably won't find it until you scroll down a little bit since I'm trying to build my YouTube channel. But besides that, that's pretty much all you need to know in terms of following us. Well, it's, uh, it's fun to talk to you and fun to uh, kind of get to know you a little bit. And we look forward to following your journey here as you uh, 13 different divisions, almost 80 races this year. Uh, try to get some sleep in between, eat right, drink right, you know, keep fit, do all that stuff. Uh, and uh, good luck and be safe in all of that. Yeah, thank you very much. Racing is my fitness at this point until I can finally get done with school. So thank you very much for happening, having me on the show and uh, really appreciate it. I'll reiterate, Tom, I don't know where he finds the time to do everything he's doing, let alone sleep, as you mentioned, but uh, I love the story. The Bird family is always one that I've been, been partial to as far as you know, people to follow at the Indy 500. Their run with Clawson was one that uh, I know a lot of people kept an eye on. Just a really, really special uh, family. And, and Nathan following the dream, as he mentioned, first generation of bird racers, but the family with a long history in the sport. Yeah, and, and a lot of where Nathan gets, uh, I think, the sort of multitasking ability, if you will, is uh, from his dad because uh, a number of different uh, business ventures uh, that Jonathan has. And, and I mean, it's just a, a great racing family and a great story. And uh, looking forward to following this young man's journey. He is uh, doing something I don't know that I've ever seen anyone do before, uh, running all those classes in a year. So that's pretty cool. And uh, look forward to seeing how things go. He had a great run in the late model, his best one yet. I think finished, what, P6, I think, this weekend um, with that car. So seventh i believe uh, and with that we're going to take our final break we'll be back to throw the white flag and wrap up the madness in a minute parents your son or daughter has had their license for a while now but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road high school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively they need to be prepared for any highway emergency for less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less 
BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada. White flag is out on this show. That means it's time for final thoughts. We'll swing back around the round table one more time. Kick it off with Tom. What do you got? Okay, well, I want to correct the record. I think I said Jonathan Bird was uh, Nathan's dad in the uh, end of the last segment. It actually, uh, his dad's name is David. Jonathan is his uncle, I believe. And uh, now that I finished that interview with him and uh, listening to him talk about 13 classes, I'm going to go catch a nap. Y'all finish the rest (laughs) of the show by yourselves. Have a good weekend. (laughs) Fair enough. Noah Lewis, what do you got? (laughs) Tom's on his way to nap. And we're on our way to normalcy. And man, some exciting news in the NASCAR world and in our state or our country, excuse me, um, today is that vaccinated people no longer need masks indoors or outdoors as long as they're two weeks removed from their vaccine. I'm excited 
now to see some more faces in the garage underneath the masks. That's a big step to some normalcy, and we continue to see that, Peter. That's what's exciting me. What's exciting me is that this is the one race we get at Dover this year, so I'm hoping that Miles Monster definitely shows out and gives us a great show. It'll be weird seeing a Dover race without Jimmy Johnson in the field, the 11-time Dover winner. It's just going to be so weird not seeing that 48 car on track with all seven-time in the driving seat. The good thing is it opens up the possibility for somebody else to take home a Miles the Monster trophy. That does it for Motorsports Madness. For Tom, Noah, and Peter, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall. We'll be back next Thursday to do it again. Till we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit MyComputerCareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.